Music Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, a new report by Geo Directory has shown there are around 4,000 vacant dwellings in Limerick City and County. That's despite only 293 being on the Limerick City and County Council official derelict site register. Ian uh, Prendival is with People Before Profit here in Limerick and he joins us this morning. Good morning to you, Kean. How are you? Morning, Gillian. Not bad. Uh, Kean. That's a pretty high figure, the 4,000 um, that the GEA directory are uh, identifying. Can you explain why there's such a massive gap between that and the 293 that the council have on their derelict site register? Yeah, it's a massive figure, and especially when you factor in that there's 240 adults in emergency accommodation in the county. You start to see that like, we have the solutions to the homelessness and housing crisis within reach. It's just a matter of of political will. Um, but there's, there's two problems, there's two differences. So one is the difference between vacant and derelict. Um, so some properties could be vacant, but they haven't yet reached a point at which there's, you know, weeds growing out the chimney and uh, uh, like that they're, they're full, full on derelict. Um, so, but the, the, the list also, uh, GeoDirectly also counted derelict, what they consider derelict properties, and they counted 1,209 derelict properties in the county, which is still four times. Um, what the council is getting, uh, what, what, what's on the council's official list. Um, so the, the second part is that it's actually very difficult to get a property onto the derelict register. Uh, register. Um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of paperwork that's involved, there's lots of lobbying, communities need to keep up the pressure to get it on there, uh, um, and it, uh, it, it's, just, it's just not really uh, easy to get sites on. And then the other part of the problem is that even those properties on the derelict sites, um, so once you're on the derelict site list, you have to pay a 3% um, levy, uh, 3% of the value of the property every year. Um, but actually, the vast majority of those levies go unpaid. So in 2020, um, the state as a whole collected less than €400,000 in those derelict site levies. But there was €12.5 million Euro unpaid in them. So even, if you, even when you manage to get the properties across the line, you get them onto the derelict site levy, the reality is that it's, it's just not really being enforced, you know. Was Limerick kind of, you know, ahead of the game in terms of those derelict site registers, though? I mean, Limerick seems to have been making an effort, the local council, in terms of the derelict buildings. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, and not not so much, I don't think, in terms of getting them onto the register, but um, in the last couple of years, there has been an effort to CPO some of the properties, that once they're on the derelict sites and it's been a couple of years and the, the, the owner hasn't done anything with it, they have been uh, pushing to, to CPO them, which is the ultimate, uh, uh, the, the ultimate weapon that they have against uh, uh, derelict sites. Um, and that's been a bit better in Limerick than it has been elsewhere, but to be honest with you, it's, it's still like at a, a very fractional rate compared to what we needed. Like, so the, the total between 2016 and 2021, um, and net uh, there's been a net reduction in the number of derelict properties in Limerick of 15, so three a year. Uh, um, now, the actual number could be higher than that, and then it's replaced. There's some properties that weren't derelict that are becoming derelict. Um, but it, it, on, uh, on balance, it, it, it works out as 15 over five years. So that's, like, there has been some positives, but it's, it's nowhere near the scale um, that it needs to be. And, and the big part of the problem is that the, the derelict levy is 3% a year, but properties prices and land prices are going up 10 or 20% a year. So therefore, there's a financial incentive to just like pay the 3% 
and sit on the property uh, and whilst its value goes up and up. And that's why I think we need the state to be far more uh, uh, proactive on this. These levies should be far more punitive. If They should go up, compounding up. Uh, uh, um, and fundamentally, the state needs, I, I think, be willing to step in and bring these properties into public ownership. Say to uh, uh, these owners that it's, it's, you don't, if you don't use it you lose it and um, the vacant and derelict properties will be rapidly brought into public ownership and developed as, as public housing or community facilities So in terms of the buildings though that you've put to, we see in this the 4,000 vacant dwellings how many of them actually potentially could be homes? Yeah, some of them may not be homes. Some of them may be better suited for community centres, galleries, uh, or things like that. Uh, um, uh, but like, uh, 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 there is a we, you can you can just walk around the Georgian part of of the Limerick city centre, uh, um, and you can see for yourself that there are like vacant and derelict buildings that were homes in the past. There would be an amount of investment that would be needed to be put into them uh, to get them back up to scratch. But the other point is that actually renovating and uh, uh, rejuvenating old properties is far more environmentally sustainable than just knocking and rebuilding or uh, building new properties. So there's an environmental angle here towards putting this investment in. And I think like, what's needed, especially in Limerick City Centre, I would say, is like a, a regeneration-style programme for the city centre. Um, the state to step in, to take up the, 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 the high levels of vacant properties in the, in the Georgian Limerick in particular and to develop those as public homes because there's a massive amount of investment going to be needed to do that um, but, but in the long run I think it's the best bet Investment, look, all the money in the world isn't going to solve that problem overnight or even in a short space of time because they've been trying to do this for years and years but those vacant properties are owned by a wide variety of various different, I suppose, property owners. Sometimes impossible to contact. Sometimes there is, a, you know, there's a, an inheritance problem uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, connected to it. It's extremely complicated. I mean, if the state owned the buildings, fine. You, we could all complain about it. But trying to solve it just with throwing money at it, isn't, it's not that simple. No, and... Like, there's two sides. There's, there's some properties are empty because yeah, things are caught up in probate or people own a property, they have a, a desire to, to do it up at some stage uh, um, uh, uh, or, like, they, they, they don't want to sell it but they don't have the money to put into it. Uh, um, or, yeah, the famous, the, the most common, or the, the most often cited is the probate. Somebody passes away, maybe the property is inherited by two or three or four or five people and they can't decide between them who actually gets to, to do it. it but in, and people have a property on their hands that they don't really want. In those cases, I think if the state was to like make it say, look, we, we are willing to buy these properties at a, at a reasonable rate, that may encourage some of those people that don't really want the properties to sell uh, to the state. But the other side of it is, I, I definitely believe, is hoarding. Uh, is people, uh, developers uh, that own sites that think that, look, we sit on this for five years, for ten years, what's the, what damage does it do to us? Uh, um, we'll sit on it and maybe in five or ten years it'll, be, it'll have increased in price. And for those, we need very punitive uh, um, vacant and derelict uh, um, so, uh, properties taxes. Uh, and it shouldn't just be 3% a year. If, it, should, it should be compounding that, look, maybe it's 5% the first year and 10% the second year and 15 or 20, 25%. You know, maybe you should are we at least keep, getting keep property tax? Up, are, are we at least getting property tax from those holders? If they're if they're uh, sitting on 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 the property, but when you factor when you you, you put that against the uh, property prices going up ten or twenty percent, 
there is, a, unfortunately, a financial incentive for people to be sitting on these. Oh, no, 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 I understand uh, that. But I'm just wondering, you know, you say there's, uh, there's a huge amount of unpaid levies in terms of the derelict site register. Do you know whether we're getting the property tax from them? And would you be in favour of them get, us getting the property tax from them? Because I know in general you, that was a tax you were against. Well, we, would, we supported the second homes tax um, and we support the notion of a, a tax on profit, on, on, uh, on investments and assets. Uh, um, uh, uh, but yes, a, a tax on somebody's primary home. Obviously, these aren't somebody's primary home because they're vacant. That's the whole point. We want them to be somebody's primary home. Uh, um, and yes, I would support that. Uh, and I think they, they, they are liable for that tax. Obviously, I don't, I don't know the collection rates and there. I'd, I'd imagine that the property tax, when once it was given to revenue, was fairly strongly enforced. Um, as I found out myself when they, they took it out of my wages without my consent. Um, but, uh, uh, so I, I say that is being paid, but the problem is that it's, it's, it's a small drop in the ocean on the balance sheets of, of some of these uh, uh, developers. And what we really need is a much more punitive, vacant and derelict uh, um, size tax. And the state willing to step in uh, um, and not just leaving it to the hope that private developers might rejuvenate or redevelop centre or, or these vacant properties, but the state stepping in as the, as the, the, as the developer. What do you make of uh, Housing Minister Dara Bryan's new grant scheme for people who want to buy a derelict property and renovate it? Yeah, it's welcome, but it's, it's a drop in the ocean. You're talking 20 or 30,000 euro. Um, you also have, for like if you're talking about the Georgian part of Limerick, you have a, like a, the Living Cities uh, scheme, which is even more generous. The state ends up foot and half the, the bill, uh, up to 50% of the bill, uh, uh, can be written off against tax with that. But uh, um, And at the end of the day, the state doesn't own the property despite having spent all that, or effectively spent all that money on it. Um, so uh, I don't, and that's much more uh, generous than this twenty or 30,000 that they're talking about now. So I don't fundamentally think it'll solve the problem. Uh, um, obviously, every step we take to try to do this is, is welcome. I much prefer, uh, and it's useful, especially if it's particularly targeted at first-time buyers and people who are going to own and occupy rather than throwing more tax incentives towards uh, um, private developers. But the, the real thing that we need is rather than just state subsidies and grants and, uh, and, and tax write-offs is for the state to step in, uh, put the money in, and then at the end of the day own those properties and be able to use them for public housing uh, to provide effect, uh, cost, of, cost of, um, affordable uh, um, uh, properties to rent or to buy at, at rates linked to people's incomes rather than the, the astronomical market rates that we're seeing at the moment. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live 95.